I really enjoy living for him. I wouldn't trade this for anything. Amen. Praise God. It gets sweeter and sweeter. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Anybody got a testimony for God's goodness? Amen. Nobody? Okay. Good. God is good. Amen. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen. And, you know, thank you so much for praying for us. And, amen, while we went to board meetings over in Elkhart Lake, amen, we left. It was snowing a little bit, but it got clear. And then we got over to Fond du Lac, and it picked up again. And by the time we got to the hotel, and Sister Parker looked at her phone, and it says, you're in a severe weather warning. Get off the road. <laughs> but God protected us and took us safely there and brought us back safely. And we thank you so much for your prayers. I mean, God is so, so, so good. Amen. Praise God. Man, if I had a thousand tongues, I can't praise him enough. Amen. Children are dismissed. Amen. And we want to get right into our lesson tonight. Amen. All right. Who can tell me what we talked about last quarter? <laughs> last quarter was fate. <laughs> last month. <laughs> Christian soldiers in faith, right? <clears throat> Amen. We talk about Christian soldiers. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Amen. We walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. And so we're talking tonight, this month, we're talking about Christian soldiers in rejoicing. Christian soldiers in rejoicing. Amen. What comes to your mind when you think about rejoicing? What comes to your mind when you think about rejoicing? Happiness, amen. Amen. Happiness, excitement, amen. Hey, yeah, you know, this is stuff that you want to, huh? Worship, amen, amen. These are things you want to look at, amen. As, you, as you're growing in Christ and as you're serving God, there's certain things, you know, the Bible says, you know, Certain things came with our salvation, you know. And if you look at the character of God, you know, the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, goodness, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. You know, those are some of the things that came with our salvation because it came with the Spirit, you know. And so last month we were studying about faith, and we found out that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, And we talked about growing our faith. Amen. And so, therefore, we should just be running over with stuff, you know, because we, we, we realize this new life, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Paul says, now we now walk in this new life because we're going to a better place. We're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. See, so I have to be excited about where I'm headed. Well, I'm, what I'm what I'm doing and where I'm going to, you know, is is what we got to look at here. Amen. So our theme scripture is, is Philippians four four. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Amen. Always. Last time I checked, it means always. <laughs> Amen. Circumstances should not pre- prevent you from rejoicing. Amen. It, as I said, certain things came with your salvation, and so the enemy of your soul should not be able to deter you from those things uh, that God has given you. 
And this is why there are so many great scriptures of encouragement and strength as you read the word of God. You know, you, as the psalmist says, and one of my favorite, open my eyes that I can behold the wonders out of thy law, out of the, out of the word. You know, and we know Romans 15, 4 tell us that, amen, it's through faith that I meant patience and comfort of the scriptures that we find hope. So we, we got to get into the word of God. It's in there. You know, the things are written are for, amen, say they're there for us because God wants us to make it. He don't want us to fail. He wants us to be successful. As he told Joshua in Joshua 1, 8, he says, don't ever, 9, excuse me, uh, I think it's 8, 9, somewhere in there. He says, don't ever let the word of this law depart out of your mouth. He says, you meditate in it day and night. And in so doing, you shall prosper and have good success. So it's, it's all there for us to, to grow and to be excited with it. Amen. So we're told to rejoice in the Lord always. Be happy. Notice, don't rejoice in me. Rejoice in the Lord. Amen. See, be excited about God. Amen. This 32 years ago, I got a full revelation of this truth. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. And, and, and I know that truth now to be true. So I rejoice just to know that. Right. You know, that there's only one God and his name is Jesus Christ. So I get excited about that. So when I'm, when I'm hearing people preaching about Jesus being God, I'm going to get excited. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give up a hand praise. I'm going to give a shout of hallelujah. Amen. Because this revelation of the truth is, is in me now and I can't let it go. When somebody's talking about baptism in Jesus name and neither is our salvation, I'm going to get excited when somebody get baptized. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm going to be there to watch as often as I can when somebody is given a missions report of, of people across the world getting baptized and filling the Holy Ghost and blinded eyes is being up. I'm getting excited, you know, because the rejoicing I'm rejoicing with him from afar, you know, like that wise men come from afar, you know. I'm going to rejoice with them. Maybe they were firemen because they came from afar, you know. So, 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 so I'm going to rejoice. My goodness, come on. Amen. Praise God. The Philippian church was an ideal one in many respects. It was very appreciative and benevolent. Amen. They loved. They did things. That's why Paul seems like the, all the churches he wrote to, the Philippian church, seems to be that church that he kind of like pat on the head for doing good, you know. And and that's the way it should be, you know. We should all be willing to hear. When we read that scripture where Jesus gave the talents out, you know that, right? You know that passage in there. And he comes back and the one has got five. He, now he's got ten. And he taps him and says, well done, that good and faithful servant. Enter the joy that's been prepared for you, you know. And so he's all excited. And the one with the two gets five, you know, and all that, you know. So he's all excited, you know, about the joy that they're receiving. And that's the way we should be. Amen. It seems like the Philippian church was doing the right things. 
And so Paul is trying to encourage them and, and keep edifying them. This church was found by Paul on his second missionary journey during the storms of persecution. Paul was going through a whole lot in his life, uh, and he was being persecuted. And he found this church in Philippi here. Amen. And so they got established. And so the book of Philippians is a spiritual letter to this church by Paul. It contains outbursts of warm affections and gratitude. He's thanking them. He says, you sent to me. You didn't have to do it. He says, but you did it again and again and again. You know, and, and so he, he's encouraging them and thanking them. And so it's, 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 it's worth rejoicing. Amen. It was written in a hard circumstance while Paul was in prison. You know, and he strikes the keynote of victory and joy. And that is, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It is the privilege of every Christian to do this, not at certain periods and distance of interval, but at all times they may rejoice that there is a God and Savior. And you know him. Amen. Just to think about it. Amen. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me. Remember that song, how he picked me up and how he turned me around and how he set my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all your glory and all the honor and all the praise. Just to know there's a Savior and he's touched me and he's brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light should cause me to want to rejoice. Amen. And that's that's why we should rejoice in his character, those what we call fruit of the Spirit. Know that these things are now in us and being developed in us. And, amen, not only the character, as I said, the law, the word of God that he's given us, this, 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 this precious gift or a treasure that we hold so valuable and dear into our lives. And the government that he has established of the church, amen, to lead us and to guide us and to direct us. We have this privilege of rejoicing and His promises because all the promises of God are yea and are amen. In other words, God cannot lie. So every promise in the book is yours. Every word, every chapter, every line we used to sing in, in Sunday school. Amen. So the promises of God are yea and amen. When you're reading the Word of God and you, and you stumble across a promise, you should get excited because God is speaking to you and he's trying to show you that I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I brought you out to bring you in and so therefore we should be excited about this in our communion with him. Amen. You know one of the things I think we have lost about this why do you think you got to have a preacher to do communion? Guess where people is taught. But you know that's not scripture. See, and the scripture says, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death until he comes again. So in our own personal devotion times and doing things and learning and studying about God, we should be communion with him. You know, there's nothing wrong with you to get some bread and grape juice and, and have your own communion with God. You're doing it in the remembrance of him. See, I do my own. <laughs> you know, I sit down with my word. You know, I read, I pray, I study, and I, I do communion for myself. 
You know? I'm communing with him. It's about him. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my mind focused in him. You know, I, I hear people, a lot of people, when I'm out and about, I hear people talk about people won't let them take communion because they're not part of the church and all that. I'm going, what? Yeah. And I want to say, just go get your own. <laughs> you know? But but we, we want to commune with him. We want to be in the, because I'm rejoicing for what he has done for me. I've got to grow in these things in my own life, in myself. I mean, the Christian, therefore, may be and should be always a happy person. Amen. You got to get excited. Amen. You, you, what will you say? You can't steal my joy, devil. <laughs> you know, don't let him, don't edify him in any way, but rejoice in the Lord. Amen. And everything else is changed, yet Jesus Christ does not change. I am the Lord. I change not. If he was good yesterday, he's good today. He's going to be good tomorrow, right? If he saved yesterday, he's going to save today, he's going to save tomorrow. Amen. He doesn't change. Amen. You know, and somebody says, you think God's fair, so far away, guess who moved? Yeah. He's still there. Amen. He's as close as the mention of his name. Amen. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. Amen. And if the source of all our joys drive it, yet there is not. There is not a moment of Christian's life in which he cannot find joy in the character and the laws and the things of God. You can always find it. Amen. It's there. The promises of God. The substance admonished, as I said, open my eyes. Amen. That I may behold uh, the wonders out of thy law. God, show me. Amen. Because I want to rejoice. Amen. You know, in Acts 26, verse 2, Paul stood in the mix of Marzia, not Marzia, but he stood before Agrippa in Acts 26, verse 2. And he says, I think myself happy, O, o King Agrippa. Because I shall answer for myself. Amen. He, he, the, just give me this opportunity. It's what Paul is saying here. I'm, a, I'm so excited to be able to tell you why I'm standing here. Because I'm getting ready, Agrippa, to tell you all about Jesus Christ. That's exactly what Paul is saying. I'm happy, man. You just don't realize. You just opened the door for me to be able to share, man, with you about my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's the way we should all be excited and ecstatic every time somebody asks. That's what Paul says. Be ready to give an answer of every man that's the hope that's in you. You should be excited to be able to teach somebody about Jesus. You should get excited as soon as somebody says, Oh, are you a Christian? You should get excited. You know, that, oh, the door of opportunity just opened for me to tell you about Jesus Christ. Amen. I got to be excited about this thing. And that's what Paul was. He, you know, every opportunity he, he had to share about Jesus, he got excited. And I don't know about you, but I do too. Every time I, where I'm in Walmart or wherever I am, somebody asks, start talking about Jesus, man. I don't care if you're Baptist, Catholic, whatever. I'm getting excited, you know, about it, you know, because I know I'm going to get an opportunity to share a little bit too, you know. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. We've got to. 
to be excited. So Paul says, I think myself happy, Agrippa, that I've got a chance to tell you why they got me standing here. Because I'm getting ready to tell you about this Jesus Christ. Amen. That they have, have accused me of. Amen. Praise God. It doesn't change. Your circumstances doesn't change. Amen. You should always be able to find some joy in the things about Jesus Christ. Amen. I know when I'm doing my devotions, man, I just go, wow, that stuff was good. That was just good right there. That scripture is just just ate me up, man, and I, I write it on the side and say, man, I might preach that someday, you know, and, and stuff. But it gets good. And I get excited about it. You know, I, I found myself even in my Lord's estate sometimes. You know, as soon as I start reading the Word of God, you know, there's something about it that begins to bring some light. And I realize within myself, I can now rejoice. Because, hey, it's here. Amen. Praise God. Amen. He doesn't change. Amen. He's the same. Notice what John says. Go to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. We're, we're, we're going to just dab through. Start in verse 1 in 1 John. The epistle. Way in the back of the book. Notice what John says. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our own eyes, which we have, have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the word was man of life was manifested, and we have seen it, bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifest unto us. Amen. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you, that you almost have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and the Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 4. And these things write we unto you, that you joy. They be full. See, John says, we've seen him. We've heard him. We've touched him. We've handled him of the word of life. And he says, and we want you to have fellowship with us, too, so that your joy will be full. What John did is he just reached back and got Jesus' word. Now, go back to John chapter 15, verse 11. John 15, verse 11. Notice the gospel now. John 15, 11. You know, John says, I'm true vine. You know all that stuff, right? Now, notice first, I meant the Gospel of John. We there? All right, here we go. These things have I spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. See? So John says, hey, you know, we've had fellowship with him. Now we want to share this with you so your joy can be full. See? Because Jesus has got them full. Now they want to share so he can be full. Amen. And this is why we got to teach Bible studies. This is why we got to share Jesus with other people. So that their joy can be full. Amen. People need to have that knowledge of understanding and revelation of the truth. So that they can get excited about this thing. Amen. Because you want them to have that, that understanding. When you have a clear view of God. You hear me say this a million times. Everything in a Christian's life flows from the understanding of who Jesus Christ is. 
Amen. Once you have that understanding of who he is, there's excitement. There's joy unspeakable, Peter said, and full of glory. Amen. If you look at First Peter chapter 1, amen, verse 7 through verse 9, you know, he says that the trying of your faith is going to happen. He said, but you just need to be excited. Amen. In all of this stuff. Amen. Notice verse Peter chapter 4, verse 12 through 15. Am I going too fast back there? Amen. First, first Peter chapter four, verse, uh, verse twelve. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you as though something strange thing happened to you. Jump off a bridge. Huh? What did he say? Rejoice. Amen. So he says, when things are coming against you as a Christian, he said, don't think it's strange. The Father already told, Jesus already told you, you're going to be persecuted for my name's sake. You're going to have things coming against you. You know? He says, but rejoice in that you are partaker of Christ's suffering. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, notice, 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 partake, go back, stay there one minute. Sorry about that. Notice, rejoicing as much as you partake of Christ, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad with exceeding joy. Exceeding joy. In other words, you're looking for that one. You're looking for the coming of the Lord. You're excited for the coming of the Lord. You're going to be excited because you stood in there. You hanged in there. I know he's coming for me. Amen. Praise God. You, you should have joy just knowing that you're suffering for Christ. You know, that's why they found it worthy. When you look in the book of Acts, when they was persecuted, when they was beaten, they found joy that they was worthy to be suffer for Christ. Amen. So when people talk about you, call you a Christian, whatever, you should get excited. Seek that opportunity to tell them how much he is to you, what he's done for you. Amen. So Peter says, don't think it's strange. Amen. Give me the next scripture. But rejoice, verse 14. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you? Are you happy? <laughs> Amen. If you be reproached for Christ, happy are you? For the spirit and glory of God is upon you. On their part, he's evil spoken of, but on your part, he's glorified. Amen. Now go back to chapter 1 and verse 7. Everybody, amen. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than gold. That perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto the praise and the honor and the glory of appearing of Jesus Christ. Verse 8. Whom having not seen, you love. And whom though you see him now, you re- but yet believe him. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. Receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. 
Get excited here, Peter said, about this stuff that's happening in your life. Don't worry about the, the small stuff. Don't worry about what you're facing. Don't worry about what you're going through. Rejoice. Get happy. You're becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. Amen. We've got to have that clear view of who he is because we get into the fellowship with one another and it makes us happy. Amen. There's joy in all of these things that we face and we go through. The gospel main purpose is to give people joy. <laughs> you know? And once they have that clear understanding of Christ, he died for their sin, he was buried, he rose again, they're going to get excited. Think about where you were when somebody shared the gospel with you. You know, how you felt when you went down in that water, when God put his spirit in you, you began to speak in other tongues as the spirit of God gave the utterance. You just couldn't sit still, man. You wanted to tell everybody. You want, I know I ran up a phone bill, you know, to calling back to America, telling everybody what had happened to me and how I felt, you know. And went into work the next day, man. Left on Friday drinking, came back on Monday ready to tell somebody about Jesus. Man, what God had done for me that weekend. Ooh, I mean, I, I still remember it, man. I still, re, re, 30-something years ago, I still remember it. How good that felt, man. Amen. I still get those gumps, goosebumps, goose, gumps, boot, gumps, boot, goosebumps, man. When I think about how God filled me, man, and what happened in that, that, that church, man. I mean, you know, one of Hitler's palaces, officers club. I'm getting the Holy Ghost, man. Praise God, man. Woo. I mean, it's joy unspeakable. Man, this stuff is good. Better than Campbell's soup. Mm-hmm, good. Amen. Praise God. Woo! This clearness, man. Amen. That's the purpose of the gospel, man, is to bring joy in people's lives. You know, you, you stop and think about some people's testimony that they tell you. Man, I, I was at the end of my rope. I, I didn't see no hope for me. I was getting ready to give it up all. And somebody told me about Jesus and how he brought me around and, <clears throat> and changed my life. Amen. This thing is good. Praise God. I don't know about you, but I am cease rejoicing in all this. Amen. Praise God. This clearness and view of who Jesus Christ is. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. Amen. The man, the, I don't know about you, I like playing Clue, you know, the game. And when I, if I win, man, I'm excited. I'm excited, you know, that I, I got the puzzle right. I got it right, you know. And that's the way it is. When this revelation of truth was revealed, man, that Jesus was God, wow. Man, that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Amen. Praise God. John said, we've seen him. We've held him. We've looked upon him. Of the word of life. Hey, you got a Bible in your hand? You've seen him. <laughs> You're feeling him. You're touching him. But we not have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our firmness. Hebrews 4 says, 11 says, amen. But he was in all points tempted. I mean, 15, 4, 15. He says he was in all points just like as we are. Amen. Yet without sin. Amen. You can touch him with the feeling of your infirmities. Amen. You can touch him. And you want to touch him. 
Amen. Feel Him. Amen. You should feel Him every day. Amen. When you begin to worship Him, when you begin to praise Him, when you begin to study His Word, amen, it should begin to, to bring something into your life. Amen. Praise God. You can find joy in this. Amen. Joy came with the Spirit of God. Amen. Joy is that law. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. I want to see more, God. I want to see more. Amen. And and we rejoice in our prayers. We rejoice. We should rejoice in prayer. In Philippians 1, 3 through 6, Paul says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Amen. Man, we should be excited about praying. Amen. We we when there's somebody said there's a prayer meeting going on, we should be there. David says in Psalm 122, I was glad when they said unto me, let's go to the house of the Lord. We should be excited about that opportunity to pray, to intercede for somebody now, to be able to call out to God, to, 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 to just bombard heaven constantly. It should be a joy to do that. Amen. Now, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 2, he says, I exalt first and foremost. And we did this a few months ago. Amen. The supplication and prayer and intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we might lead a quiet and peaceful life with all godliness and holiness. Amen. But, you know, because for this is good and is well-pleasing and acceptable in the sight of God. Why? Because God wants all men saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth. So we should be on constantly, it should be a joy to pray. Amen. We don't need a, 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 a protocol or a list to say, hey, today is your day to pray, so be ready. No. Every day we should pray. My brother was telling me, uh, their Baptist church, he says his pastor asked him one Sunday, uh, Deacon Parker, I need you to take care of the service and to say, get somebody to pray and everything and, and, and get things going. So he went to one of the deacons and says, hey, man, I need you to pray today. And Deacon told him, Oh, you got to give me more time than that. Yeah. Yeah. No. We should be praying all the time. We were told to pray without ceasing. We should be ready. We should be excited. Amen. If, if somebody called upon us to, to pray at the church or to pray for someone, we should be excited for that opportunity to be able to elevate to God somebody's name. Amen. To pray. Amen. It should be a joy. And every one of us who is born again, we shouldn't be afraid to stand and pray. We shouldn't, you know, I, I've seen some of those guys, man, in, in the Methodist church that I've grown up in. I mean, they come up and they get down to that altar on one knee, man, and they just started bombarding heaven, man, and they go on and on and on. Like you, sometimes you want to say, you all need to stop. <laughs> but they want to keep going. I mean, but, but it, that's the way it should be. There should be excitement, rejoicing in our prayers. Amen. Just an opportunity to call somebody's name out to God. Amen. Paul says, I thank God of every members 
of you. In other words, everything he could think about that church at Philippi. Amen. He called their names. And that's why we, as members of the body of Christ, we should have fellowship so close with one another that when we go to prayer, it, 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 it should be able to be able to call out everybody's name. Amen. And, 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 and bombard heaven asking God to touch them and to, to deliver them or whatever to provide, to strengthen. Amen. Constantly. It should be a great joy. Paul says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Amen. When I think about you, i got to pray for you. When I think about you, I thank God that you came. He brought you into my life. Amen. I thank God for, for letting me know that you're part of the team and, and everything. I just get excited about those that are that are there, you know, and the ones that, that is not here that God is, you know, I find myself going back to Okinawa, back to Germany and praying for all those that came into my life and helped me to get where I am now, you know, my former pastors and saints of God as a brand new Christian, you know, when I first came into the knowledge of the truth, those that reached out to me and helped me to grow, I, I find myself thinking, God, for those guys and gals and, you know, and helping me to become what I am, amen, today, because I know I didn't get here by myself, somebody else had to help me, they taught me, they showed me, they gave me opportunities, so I thank my God every remembrance, and when I think about them, amen, it's a joy, always in every prayer of mine for you, oh, making requests with joy, man, for our, your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Amen. What God is starting in you, he's going to complete it. You just hang in there. Don't lose joy. Amen. Always. There's much emphasis and expression which are used here. Paul labored. Remember, we're labors together with God. Amen. We've got to be excited. Rejoicing in prayer. We've got to keep praying always. Amen. For all people. Amen. we got to be have this joy. And Paul found joy uh, in his life praying uh, for these people. Amen. So how do we develop this joy? In us. How do we get this job? Go to Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. Paul, writing to the church at Colossus, he says, Let the word of Christ dwell in your heart and you richly. Notice, we know faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Faith springs joy. It springs love. So Paul says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly and all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual song, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Amen. Get the word in you. Amen. Thy word have I hid in my heart. The interest that I word bring me life. Amen. In the beginning was the word. We get as much of the word of God in us as we can constantly. Get it richly. 
Amen. With understanding. When you have an understanding of God's Word, it brings a joy within you. It's no different than if you was doing a puzzle, like I said a while ago, you know, and, and you figure it out. There's excitement about what you accomplish. If you're building something or you're making something and, and you finish the project, you're excited that you've learned how to do it. There's excitement in all this. You know, I'm sure you asked Sister to move it. If she put a, a problem up on the board for the kids in her class, and the kids that knows it, and man, they, they can't sit in their seat. They're just jumping all over the place because they want her to recognize them because they got the answer because they want to have that joy of knowing that I was first to get it. Amen. Well, it's the same way with us in the church. We want an understanding of what God is doing in His Word. And we need to be saying, hey, Dad, I got it, I got it, I got it. You know, and be excited about this thing. Praise God. Because the more of God's Word you hide in your heart, amen, you're going to be, you're going to have more joy when you know these things. The promises of God will keep coming. And, and as a result, you're able to keep going. You're able to keep re- rejoicing in these things. And notice what he says. And sing to yourselves and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Sing with grace in your heart. You know, you know God's unmerited love is there. So now what you're doing, you're just turning around and rejoicing by singing unto the Lord. Psalms. You know, sing the psalms. That's what they call the psalms. <laughs> Put your own melody to it. You know, sing it. Amen. Hymns. Get an old hymnal. <laughs> you know, sing some of them old hymnals we used to sing. You know, what a friend we have in Jesus. That's why when we go to the nursing home, those people are, are, are so excited because we're singing the old hymnals. And, you know, that's what they grew up with. And it brings their joy back to them. You know, and spiritual songs, you know, songs that we hear on the radio, things, it's those songs that brings joy and excitement to people, you know, this is what you want to do. So with the Word of God, you're singing, sing the Scriptures, sing it unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul unto thee, O Lord. Do I lift up my soul, oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed, let not mine enemies triumph over me. Man, you get to sing that, you get going with it, man. Amen. The blood that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. Man, you get to singing that stuff. Amen. And you that rejoicing, that joy start coming again. Amen. Praise God. That's that's what it's all about. So we get to rejoicing in this stuff because it brings excitement. Amen. You have oh man, praise God. Get this word, man. I'm telling you, this stuff is good. <laughs> Amen. You just meditate in that law. Meditate in the Word. Man, 
It brings so much excitement and joy. Amen. You'll find yourself waking up in the middle of the night and scriptures is rolling around in your head. Because it's so sweet and good. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Go to Acts chapter 8 real quick. Verse 5 through verse 8. Acts chapter 8, verse 5 through verse 8. We're going to hit Acts chapter 8 for just a second. Philip went down Samaria. He preached Christ unto them. Verse 6. And the people with one accord gave heed to the things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. And for unclean spirits, crying with loud voices, came out of many that were possessed with them, and many taken with pauses, and that were lame, were healed. Verse 8, and there was great joy in that city. But what did it start with? No, what did it start with? What did it start with? (laughs) He went out of the city, but what? He preached Christ. (laughs) He preached to them Jesus Christ. Before, if you go back and read, they was being bewitched and besossery. They was depressed. They was all messed up in the head down there, if you want to put it that way. But when he went down there and started preaching to them Jesus Christ, amen, unclean spirits had to get out of Dodge. Things made a difference. And people are being healed. People are being delivered. And now all this great joy. That's what happens when we start preaching about Jesus. Amen. Because these the healings are taking place. That's why one of the gifts of the Spirit, as you hear me say all the time, is healings. Amen. And that's physical, mental, and spiritual. Amen. So if you can bring healing to somebody that's a troubled mind spiritually, amen, they're going to have some joy. Because when you can share with them what Christ has done and what Christ can do, and he brings that spirit into them, Satan's got to go. That's why James said, you believe there's one God? He said, the devils believe, and they tremble. When that man was in that tomb, amen, possessed with all them demons, as soon as Jesus stepped on shore, amen, them demons says, what do we have to do with you, Jesus? Amen. Is I, you come to torment before our hours? He says, what is your name? They said, we're legion. He said, get out of here. <laughs> get on down there in the pigs where you're supposed to be. Amen. And as a result, this guy's now back in his right state of mind. Amen. And this is what it should be. We have the Spirit within us. When we come on the scene, amen, we should be able to bring something to everyone that we come in contact with to give them some joy. Restoring their joy. Because that's what the gospel is all about, is bringing them joy. And that's because joy came with your salvation. And without the gospel, there is no salvation. See? So once they have that understanding of Christ, they're going to get excited. Amen. That's what you... So Philip just went down there and he says, Oh, man, I'm preaching you. I've got something better. <laughs> Amen. Better than Lena meant bring you Jesus down here. Amen. Now look over a little bit further. Go on down to Acts 8. Go down to verse 26. 8.26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip and said, Rise! Go towards the south unto the way that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. 
Now, this is where you got to be able to hear the voice of the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. I know of them, right? So when God directs you to go a different way, you got to be ready to go a different way. And God says, pick up and go. You got to pick up and go. <laughs> Amen. He's got something for you to do, which is the desert. Amen. Verse 27. And he arose and he went. Behold, a man of Ethiopia of the eunuchs of the queen of Candace. Candace, the queen of Ethiopia, who had the charge of all her treasures and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning and sitting in the chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. Amen. Then the spirit said to Philip, hey, check him out. Go near and join up to him. See what he's doing. So, and Philip ran thither up to him and heard him reading in the prophet Isaiah. So he's reading out loud. And he said, hey, you understand what you're reading? And uh, he said to him, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. Amen. And then the place of the scripture where he was reading was Isaiah 53. He was led as a sheep of the slaughter and as a lamb dumb before his shearers. So he opened not his mouth in his humiliation. His judgment is taken from him. He should declare his generation. For he's taken, his life is taken from the earth. Verse 34. And the unit answered Philip. says, Hey, I pray you, whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture. And he preached unto him, Jesus. Amen. Verse 36. And as they went on their way, they came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, hey, man, look at here. See here, water. What of him to me to be baptized? And Philip says, ah, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And they, verse 38. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down and both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch. And he baptized them. And verse 39, and when they came up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. That eunuch saw him no more. But what did the eunuch do? He was rejoicing. (laughs) He went away rejoicing. But where did it start? By getting an understanding of Jesus. Amen. He had to have an understanding of Jesus. He had been up to worship. Amen. But he didn't get what he needed. (laughs) And so now he's on his way and he's reading about Jesus. He asks, who is he talking about? Philip gives him a clear understanding. And when he sees that, he sees he needs to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And now he's rejoicing all the way back to Ethiopia. It's a pretty long ride, man. But can you imagine how excited he was? Amen. That's what it's all start with is that knowledge and clarity of Jesus Christ. Isaiah says in Isaiah twelve three, with joy you shall draw waters out of the wells of salvation. Amen. You can get in there. Amen. You can get joy when you get into the Word of God in that clear understanding. Romans fourteen seventeen. Romans fourteen seventeen. <clears throat> Amen. We're rejoicing in our prayer. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God, Jesus said, coming out with observation, is inside of you. Amen. The Holy Ghost is in you. Amen. That's why Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift. Just stir it up. 
Amen. You can have joy anytime you want it. Just stir it up. It's there. Amen. Get excited. Amen. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Even in our circumstance. Look at 2 Corinthians 6, verse 10. Paul talks about rejoicing in our sorrows, right? As sorrowing, yet rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich and having nothing and yet possessing all things. We got everything we need. In him we live, we move, we have our being. So in our circumstances of sorrow, we still should be able to rejoice. Always rejoicing. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Amen. Look at the, Go back to the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. you got to... Man, you got a gold mine in you. <laughs> you got the treasure of God inside of you. We have this treasure. Man, what do you got in your treasure chest? You got the key to unlock it. Open that. Peter's gave gave us the key how to unlock it. Unlock it. Look in there. Man, that's just like being poor. And you got a got a, a bank account with million dollars in it. You know? Come on. You got something inside of you that man, it's worth so much. You got all of heaven is in there. Jesus took up residence. Joy took up residence. Love took up residence. Hope took up residence. Amen. It's all there. So notice, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Verse 8, we are troubled on every side. We're not distressed. What are you, what are you distressed about? Huh? You ain't got no business being distressed. You got joy. It didn't come with stress. It didn't come with your salvation. <laughs> we are confused, perplexed. Sometimes I don't understand it all, but I'm not hopeless. <laughs> I got too many promises in the book. <laughs> Amen. I got all kinds of hope. Amen. <laughs> He's there. Praise God. Verse 9. I am talked about. People talk about me, call me names, but my sail is still high. I'm still floating. Amen. I'm not cast out. Amen. But I'm not destroyed. Amen. You can't destroy this. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. He can't destroy your joy. You know the only thing can destroy your joy? Sin. Sin is the only thing that can take your joy. 
Nothing else can take your joy. Not nothing else. Nix, nay, nay. Nothing. <laughs> Amen. That's the only thing that can take it. Sin. Nothing else can take it. Amen. Devil can't take your joy. Circumstance can't take your joy. Nothing but sin can take your joy. Amen. Because, see, God won't dwell in an unclean vessel. See? So don't let it take your joy. Amen. Praise God. We're cast down, but we're not destroyed. Amen. Though the outward man perish. Amen. What does 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says? Though the outward man perish, yes, the inward man. He's renewed day by day. Amen. The light afflictions. They're only working in you a more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. First, Second Corinthians 4.18. <laughs> Amen. He's giving you, look at that. Just working in you. A more eternal and exceeding weight of glory. Amen. Praise God. Rejoice in the Lord always. And say, I rejoice, man. Don't let the enemies get on your shoulder and, stuff and tell you you ain't going to make it. You're going to make it as long as you, you and Jesus stay friends. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. James 1. I got one minute. James 1, verse 2 through verse 5. My brethren... <laughs> Count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Amen. Verse 5. If any of you like wisdom, get on down there and start praying. <laughs> start talking to God. That's what I do. Give me some understanding of this stuff. Amen. Bring me some wisdom and knowledge and understanding of how to deal with it and to handle it. That's what I'm going through. That gives all men liberty and a braid of not. And he should give it him. See? So you want to keep your joy. But count it all joy when you're going through stuff in your life. Because you're becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. Amen. So in our prayers, we're rejoicing for that opportunity to be able, amen, to go to Christ. Amen. Always and every prayer, amen, that we make to God, we should be so excited to pray. Amen. For all, for all men, for all churches. Amen. Making our requests constantly into the Lord. Amen. It should always be a joy. For us to pray because we know that the joy of the Lord is always our strength. Amen. And that's what we want to do. So this month, we're going to be talking a lot about rejoicing. Amen. Since it's Christmas, and now you hear all those Christmas songs talking about rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Amen. But we should have Christmas all year long. You know why? Because we got the gift. Every good gift and every perfect gift. From above and coming down from the Father of lights, and whom there is no variableness nor shadows of turning. Amen. Father, we exalt you tonight, God.
You are so good to us, Lord. You're so great, God. I can't give you enough praise and exhortation, Lord, for all that you do for us, God. I pray that you continue to touch the hearts of everyone, Lord Jesus. Those that are struggling in their faith and their walk, Lord God, I pray that you move upon their hearts. Draw them to you, Lord, in this time. We truly appreciate you. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. See everybody on Sunday. There it is. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. God bless.